Welcome everybody to the Denman Hamilton and Associates Innovation in Business podcast. I'm Neil Denman and this is Darren Hamilton and we're here today to talk about essential tax strategies for businesses. What we really want to talk about is tax planning because that's what we're really talking about today's tax planning. Exactly, exactly. And I think before we dive in, it's really important that we need to make a distinction between tax planning services and tax preparation services. Yes. So tax preparation services are after the fact. When you take your, uh, your receipts, your financials, your tax documents to your tax preparer at the end of the exactly. year, the year's already over. What mm-hmm. you've got has already happened. Mm-hmm. That's not tax planning. That's preparing the tax return based off the documents you, you provided. Not to say that, you know, your tax preparer like us, we're going to ask some questions, maybe some things you forgot, things you're missing, maybe what we could do a little bit different. But tax planning's different. Tax planning takes a very proactive approach to it. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the best examples I can think of that's not tax or financial related is going to the dentist. Because mm-hmm. how many people do you know that have that dentist appointment and the first thing they do when they wake up is floss for the first time in six months thinking that's going to have prevented any cavities or problems mm-hmm. when they get to the dentist, mm-hmm. right? That's not proactive. That's after the fact. You've already got your cavity by the time you went to the mm-hmm. dentist. So let's think about that for taxes. We want to be proactive with tax planning, taking all of your financial life and making it so you legally pay the least amount of taxes that you can. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that. You know, typically we'll look at about 60 different tax strategies mm-hmm. uh, as we walk through a full tax planning session. Mm-hmm. But today we just want to hit on maybe some of the more broad, broad, broad based strokes. pictures of it. Yes, sir. To give an idea of what some of these examples may look like. Yes, yes. And, and you hit on something that I think everybody needs to understand. Because when you don't get the example or you don't get the results that you were talking about earlier, there's a tendency to want, if you think you should be paying $2,000 in taxes and you get a tax bill for say $10,000, it creates stress, it creates anxiety, and it creates sometimes for some people a tension to do something that's not totally ethical and right. So some of the things that we're gonna talk about today, the big one is depreciation. Depreciation is a big word that basically represents assets. So for example, if Neil and I are in a business together, and we actually are printers, well, okay, for us to make money, we have to have a printing press. We have to have, you know, the tools and the, the equipment in order for us to, to, to effectively do our business. Well, here's the thing about depreciation. Depreciation gives us this thing called flexibility. So, for example, if I have an option to actually write off, according to the current guidelines, all of the cost of that equipment in which year, Neil? You can write it off as quick as the first year. That's right. But does that make sense all the time? And that's the difference, because sometimes it might not be the right thing to write it off all in one year. For example, since it's a startup business, maybe we want to prolong that depreciation and take the benefits over multiple years. However, another example is if I'm in an established business and I buy a a, a piece of equipment that needs to actually lower my tax liability, 
that might be the perfect time for me to use a strategy to lower my tax liability. So what that does is it does two things. One, I have to have the equipment or that purchase to be successful, but it gives me a vehicle or a tool to actually lower my tax liability. This next thing we're talking about is one of my favorites, and I can't wait to have Neil share a little bit more about it. So one of the greatest ways to help reduce some tax bills, and it's actually very low-hanging fruit, is to look at some of the different retirement plan options you can put in place. Mm -hmm. And what's really important to understand, not only about the retirement plan options, but about tax planning in general, is there's no one-size-fits-all. What might be great for Darren's company may not be great for someone else's company. They've got a different circumstance. Mm -hmm. They could have different number of employees. They could have different levels of compensation. They could have different long-term goals. Mm -hmm. So you've really got to know what you're looking at from a retirement plan option because we see some different, flex, some different things, and they all are a little bit different. The three most common that we typically see are 401Ks, simple IRAs, and set plans. Yes. And one of those may work better for different size businesses. Uh, 100%. You know, if you're a, a one-owner business making a large income, you know, one of the what they call solo 401Ks mm -hmm. may be a really great option for you. Mm -hmm. But if you've got two or three employees, that option's not available to you. So mm -hmm. you've got to look at some of these others. Mm -hmm. because there can be additional cost and mm -hmm. compliance you've got to deal with when you're looking at some of these other retirement plans, especially the 401k, Yes, because you've got to go through discrimination testing. That's right. Uh, you've got to have plan administrators. There's additional costs that go into it. So you want to be sure that the plan is not only lowering your tax bill, but working to meet your long-term strategic financial plans in the most cost-efficient manner that's out there. Exactly. And, and, and a good thing about that is, the way that these plans are set up, there's so many different options. I was actually in a meeting today with a client and we were trying to figure it out because they wanted to do a SEP like you were talking about. And so, but there's rules that go with the SEP because you have to allocate those percentages to every employee. Correct. So that employee, so they said, well, oh, well, maybe I don't want to do a SEP because they had about, four, like you were saying, four employees. So they decided either a simple or 401k just because of that flexibility within those programs. And some of that flexibility also goes with how the contributions are calculated. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have an employee uh, or really from a planning perspective today, we're, we're talking about the business owner. If you're looking to set aside a very specific amount of money, you know, maybe something like a simple is better for you mm -hmm. because it's not tied to a percentage contribution. Right. If you're looking to put larger amounts of money away, that are over and above the lower simple contribution limits, you know, maybe the 401k is the plan for you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And here's the, the thing I like about it the most is it allows us to get deductions on the tax side, but it also allows us to, to set aside some resources for our future. So as you were saying, I think it's one of the best vehicles that our business owners can look to when they're looking to both tax save and plan for the future. This next one I'm, I'm excited about as well. I call this my deduction gold mine. And if you play it right, you too can take advantage of this deduction gold mine. So here's, here's what it is. It's your, your car. Pretty much everybody everybody's has a got car. a car. Exactly. And there are so many good depreciation rules that will allow you to take a really good deduction on your vehicle. So for example, we can, like we were talking about depreciation earlier, on vehicles, we can also depreciate vehicles like we do 
our equipment and other purchases. But in addition to that, there's this thing called standard mileage rate. And for those of you who keep up with your miles, this might be a better opportunity than your vehicle. Yeah, and I think a good example of that is going to depend on what type of vehicle you have. There you go. Because if you're driving a, a hybrid vehicle, you're going to be getting better gas mileage. It's newer. You have lower repairs. So really, maybe you know, standard mileage may work out best in that type of situation. Exactly. Or if you're driving an inexpensive car, it may Correct. work out better, too. So vehicles are a great tool for you to save on taxes. Next. So let's talk about tax credits. And before we talk about that, I want to kind of lay out the distinction between a tax credit and a tax deduction. A tax deduction is what I've talked about so far. It's retirement plans, vehicle deductions. Um, when you have a tax deduction of, say, $1,000, that doesn't reduce your tax bill by $1,000. What that does is that reduces your taxable income by $1,000, and your actual tax savings is that deduction times your tax, tax rate. rate. So if you're in a 20% tax bracket, a $1,000 mm -hmm. deduction saves you $200 in taxes. Tax mm -hmm. credits work a little bit different because tax credits are actual money in hand. If you have a $1,000 tax credit, that is a $1,000 yes. right off of your tax bill, just like withholding on your W-2. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of different credits that are out there. Mm -hmm. There's everything from um, work opportunity tax credits. Mm -hmm. But the one that, that I, I like the most, because I've got a lot of personal experience with it, is dealing with historic tax credits. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if you're doing any type of rehabilitation in historic homes, mm -hmm. you really need to be aware of the historic tax credits, both from a federal level and a state level. Yeah, state level. Pretty much every state is going to offer some type of historic tax credit as well. Mm -hmm. Arkansas has got a great credit. You know, they provide you 25% uh, of your qualified rehabilitation expenditures in the form of a credit. So if you take the federal credit and the Arkansas credit, you could be saving 45% of your total qualified rehab cost in tax credits. So maybe a $100,000 renovation, you may get $45,000 of combined credits. And that can really change the that can dynamic. Make a big difference, yes. But what you've got to do with all these credits. Uh, whether it's a historic credit, any type of low-income housing credits, is you've got you've to let somebody know up front. You've got to let us know mm -hmm. so we can help you get through the process. Because if you don't go through the process correctly, you spend money out of turn before you've mm -hmm. got approved paperwork, you don't get the credit. Yep. And that can dramatically change your tax bill or how profitable any type of real estate deal mm -hmm. or uh, any other investment opportunity could be. Yeah, no, I, I agree 150% on that. And one of the things I see a lot in the, in the business is people make assumptions. And based on those assumptions, they think that they're entitled to something. Correct. And they're not. And I think that assumption is they read about it on the Internet and they didn't read how you actually do it or when you do it. Exactly. And that gets them into trouble very quickly. Very quickly. Um, I, you know, I've run across that several times this year. People knew about it. They'd read it on the Internet. They'd heard a friend talking about it. But they didn't talk to anybody and say, how do I actually make this happen correctly? What are, what are, what are the requirements? What are the requirements? What do I need to do in order to qualify? Right. That's, that's great. And so I think it's important for our, for our listeners to know that it is absolutely critical to get with someone who understands these concepts. And our firm specializes in these type of things. The last thing I want to talk about, next, last thing I'll be talking about, is this thing called timing. You said earlier there's a difference between tax planning 
and tax minimization versus tax preparation. Totally different. And this is one of those areas where I think everybody needs to take a pause and really evaluate. Because if you do what I'm saying here, you'll be able to save potentially significant tax dollars all by just simply planning. Looking at, okay, matching revenues, expenses, and looking at the timing. I'll give you an example. So we do a lot of farm work. And so a lot of times the farm work, it, it comes in and the client wants to cash in at the end of the year because that's when the harvest is. So they'll do that, but then they'll also look at strategies in place. Well, if it's been a great year, they may defer going to market until the beginning of the year. Or if they anticipate needing that it's going to be a great year the following year, what they'll do is they'll go ahead and bump the harvest up right now in order to lower the taxes in the future. So simply by just strategizing, timing, and evaluating when revenue hits, it allows you to potentially save on taxes. I think another timing example that works out real well, and it it applies to the business owners as well as individuals, is charitable contribution giving. You know, right now, the standard deduction is much higher than what it's been you know, over the past 20 years. So for a lot of individuals, it becomes more challenging to get from the standard deduction mm-hmm. to a point where you can itemize a federal tax return. But if you were so inclined to charitable giving, you can actually bunch those charitable contributions at the end of one year, accelerate contributions you may make the next year, and get them all right there at one point. And that may be enough to get you over the standard deduction for that year. Mm-hmm. And then turn around, you take a standard deduction one year, you itemize with the uh, charitable contributions the next year. It's just a pure timing, pure yeah. timing place, all it is. And that, that is truly the difference between planning and minimizing taxes and preparation. And it could add significant, if not thousands of dollars, to the bottom line. Yeah. So as we wrap up this podcast, there's a couple things we want to share with you. We specialize in tax minimization strategies. We specialize in helping business owners lower taxes, and not just business owners. We also work extensively with individuals who have a desire to plan versus be associated with preparation. Because planning can get you ahead. Of, it gets you ahead of the game. Planning gets you ahead of the game. Planning gets you ahead of the game. It allows you to lower taxes and to dictate your future versus allowing your future to dictate to you how it's going to come out. For Darren Hamilton and Associates, Darren Hamilton, we'll see you next time.